We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the Serial Serial, the AV Club's podcast about a podcast. Each week, a few Onion Inc. staffers will be talking about an episode of S-Town, the new podcast from the teams behind Serial and This American Life. I am the AV Club senior editor, Mara Eakin, joined this week by Onion managing editor, Marnie Schur, as well as motion graphics artist, Julie Mullins. You guys, hello. Hi. All right, Julie, give us your voice. (laughs) Hello. Marnie. This is my voice. (laughs) (laughs) I always, you know, I, I've been thinking about that when I've been listening to podcasts recently where you sort of have to suss out who's who sometimes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, this week we are tackling episode six of S-Town, which is the sensual romantic episode of S-Town, <laughs> in which we learn more about John B. McLemore's romantic life. Uh, what did you guys think? Oh, man. This one made me the most uncomfortable. Uncomfortable I how? Like. Uh, I mean, just um, going into his personal Life, life details like just died how many yeah. days before that's interesting they uh you can kind of tell brian reed is doing a little bit of rationalizing in this episode uh as to why he feels that it is appropriate to delve into these details of john's life um especially he offers this um this rationale that john didn't believe in an afterlife so so oh, it's fine dead. it's fine to um you know, expose these details after the fact, which I don't know if I agree or disagree with, but it's like an interesting journalistic consideration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Olin, Olin, who we meet in this episode, Olin Long, this guy that John had a 12-year sort of like phone buddy relationship with, seems at least respectful. He's not like telling tales out of town. You know what I mean? Like he's not like, and then he was like cheating on so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. So... Right. Feels like it's a loving remembrance, at least in some in some respects. And maybe that's why parts of it are uncomfortable because it is so intimate. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely intimate is the right word. Um, and I I know he was an atheist, and so he's not bothered by it currently. But <laughs> like his mom's still alive, and it's such a small town. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It creeps me out a little. But yeah, a lot of things like I've read a lot of articles since that are like, here's what we went to Woodstock, Alabama and talked to people from the town. And here's what they thought of their town's representation. Like, I want to know what they think of John now. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if anything from the podcast has changed their minds. Yeah, it's not just a podcast about where they live. It's a podcast about someone they they know well. It's a town of what, 900? Yeah. Uh, so John means something to all of these people. And um. It's almost as though maybe some of them feel that they should have had some sort of say in how that that story is represented because it's a part of them, too. Well, what did you guys think of, um, I guess, of Olin, you know, of Olin, which is a name I've only heard in Olin Mills. (laughs) Uh, What did you guys think of Olin Long? He's the main, like, quote unquote, character of this episode. He's the guy we hear from the most. I love Olin. (laughs) I I am such an Olin fan. A military linguist turned RN. Yeah, with perfect posture. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Um, And he remembers everything. He Mm -hmm. remembers everything, yes. 
um, the Mary Grace's cousin's birthday, I think he recalls. Mm-hmm. 4 4 44. <laughs> How can you forget? I listened to it like an hour ago, so yeah. don't. It's not like me being amazing. <laughs> and he's not trying to show off that he knows these things either. It's kind of a, he just has this sort of humility to him um, mm-hmm. because everything he remembers and everything he talks to Brian about seems to be in ser- in service of or as a memorial to John. There's just this sort of adoration that you hear the whole way through, um, but not not a rose-colored view of who John was either. He's got a really fascinating perspective on the whole of who John was, the good and the bad. And I just think the way he talks about that relationship is so interesting because it sounds at first stilted, but I think that's just the way he talks. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get that feeling. And he's just, he has it so together compared to John. (laughs) He's just the polar opposite. Mm -hmm. So it's a very interesting dynamic. I mean, it's interesting because you see another dimension of John in Olin. Like you see why they were friends. And I think you got that with the clockmakers too, like why they were friends and why they wouldn't have worked. You know what I mean? Like when they say like, oh, this is why we couldn't be together. It seems totally understandable, (laughs) like why they would have had a relationship that wouldn't have panned out. And yet you want that relationship to have panned out as a listener. Yeah. You know, we can't help but treat this a little bit like a narrative that's being constructed just for us. And so when Olin is talking about the long journey and how things just never worked out that way in the end, you can't help but wonder, but what if they had? We wouldn't be listening to this right now. There might have been a different ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he never got to give... John, that slow, sensual oh, uh, belly kissing or whatever <laughs> that he wanted to do. That's it, one of the things that made me so uncomfortable is that this whole thing started out about the murder mm-hmm. cover-up or so-called murder cover-up. Um, and it wasn't really until after John's death that he decided to go and kind of investigate John's life in that way, even though he had already made all these recordings and John knew he was recording, but John never had any idea that it would become about these secret personal relationships, you know. Right. Um, he was providing Brian with the narrative he wanted exactly, Brian to have. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the Instagram version of um, <laughs> yeah. John B. McLemore, like the version that you want to put out there. Right. Yeah. It's a gritty one. It's quite an Instagram filter, but it is like <laughs> a presentation. I just mean, like, you know, if you take, like, selfies or whatever, you're, like, going to take, like, 20 selfies or whatever, and you don't take selfies with, like, here's what I look like first thing in the morning. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. You don't do that kind of thing. You you put out exactly what you want the world to think about you as a person, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about John's past relationships and John's uh, kind of shit with Olin and uh, just John's life. We'll be back after this. Now with Game Pass.
And we're back. Guys, uh, we are still talking about episode six of S-Town and about John B. McLemore's romantic life. We learned from Olin about other past relationships John had, including uh, William from the road crew, uh, the guy with the tattoos that he basically had sex with for two years, hooked up with. And then, uh, you know, the guy from town that he had like a John said he had a relationship with, but the guy denies. And then also the mystery guy in town that John loved, but who just like basically dropped him. What did you guys think about John's sort of romantic past, sad as it was? Well, I don't think that John would have told the story, even if prompted, the way that Olin tells it so honestly. Yeah. Because John obviously saved those parts of himself and his his life story for Olin. Mm-hmm. So we're getting them by way of John being dead. I don't think that there would have been another way for us to... Um, see this side of the story if if not for the particular circumstances of John's death. Yeah, I didn't tell Tyler. You yeah. know, he wasn't laying it all out That's for right. everybody else. Yeah. Um, and even though people in town know he's a gay man and, you know, I'll say never, you know, I, I, that's never his business. To, yeah. yeah, that's, you know, um, they they keep it at arm's length, but that's not an okay way to handle it perhaps because mm-hmm. John was living this desperation all the time. He was desperate to have that human connection that he wasn't afforded by his life in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And especially in that town. Like the idea that I thought, you know, all of John's kind of romantic past was kind of sad. Um, Not that a lot of ours aren't, but um, John's (laughs) was especially, you know, there was nowhere to go on dates. He had no privacy. He would Mm -hmm. have to meet a guy in a parking lot or invite him over to his house. And then it just became kind of like sex only kind of thing that was a it, yeah think about that i mean that's like anywhere pure to go. isolation you know yeah. you're, you're trapped by your circumstance and like f- through no fault of your own that the idea that he couldn't even invite someone to his house without there being some sort of expectation is really sad are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg and uh, who were you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of the Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why the Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Bros. I guess you could say, oh, maybe, you know, John should have driven to blank to meet people or whatever, but he should be able to invite people to his town to see where he lives. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember, was it him or Olin that said that they came out to his parents? I think it was Olin. And then he never mentioned it again? Yeah, like when he was 26 or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when John told Mary Grace, she left the room, and I, I don't believe they ever addressed it again it either. I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see that happening in a small southern town culture, and you don't want to create waves. You just want to sweep it under the rug. So that's got to be incredibly awkward for that family too. Yeah. yeah, it was so sad thinking about John crying about just how much he wanted to be in a relationship and how much he wanted to love and be loved. 
very sad. Yeah. And then you think about where on that narrative plane that Brian met him. And Mm -hmm. perhaps by the time that Brian came into his life, he had already stamped out those feelings. Maybe he wasn't someone who sobbed about his own desperation and his desperate love life anymore. By the time Brian came to him, he was this hardened person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, both him and Olin, I think they kind of say in the episode, they they are used to going without, as it were. Mm -hmm. And that is very sad. I think that Olin maybe takes it more emotionally and John just kind of shut down. Yeah. And we'll learn more about that next week, whether there was some sort of chemical background for that. But that's, <laughs> right. a, that's a whole other whole other episode. Mm-hmm. That's something that I feel like that also made me uncomfortable is that John clearly has issues. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's like mental illness or something brought on by some external circumstance. Uh, so that does make me a little bit uncomfortable. Like it feels a little bit exploitative. Mm-hmm. But then that's the argument, like, is the only person that can tell John's story John? Maybe. I I, I feel like I, when I was listening to it, I felt like, oh, maybe this is part of a much larger story and it'll, it'll be worth the payoff. It'll be, um, I don't know, it'll, it'll be worth it and justified in the end. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything. Spoil away, so, like, you know, <laughs> I can't have, like, a 12-person podcast next week, so tell us what you thought. I mean, I, I just don't—I just don't know. I, I wasn't sure exactly how it would end and if it would be wrapped up in some larger story mm-hmm. that has to do with John's sexuality, something like that. And I feel like it wasn't fully justified. I did really like the series, and I did like a lot of aspects about it, um, but that was one— part that kind of made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think the the way that I rationalize those elements of it to myself is that each episode were given additional context of who John was from the perspective of different people he touched in different ways. You know, obviously we start off with uh, John's words himself and then Tyler. Um, we hear from his cousins. We hear from the clockmakers. And then we sort of build to this moment of meeting Olin, who can provide a slice of John that no one else can. Um, And I think that it's sort of like a 20-sided die, but it's John's life. And and that's what I find beautiful about the series is that even if it's not building to something or if it doesn't know what it's building to, we're we're getting more about this person every time and we're building a fuller picture— um, of something a more realistic real. picture, too, because, like, if you had John telling John's story, it wouldn't be authentically—I mean, it would be John's version of John's story, but it wouldn't be the objective version of John's story, I right. guess. Mm-hmm. So as objective as you can be, I suppose. By getting several subjective people's opinions and mashing them together. <laughs> <laughs> That's the news for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
on Oops! The Podcast. Join me, comedian Julio Gallarotti, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Speaking of totally random things, this is a horrible segue, but um, Olin loves Brokeback Mountain. Olin oh, yeah. loves Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> what a 55-inch TV, because he loved it so much. <laughs> he was not apologetic about that at all. He, he's just unabashedly in love with that movie. You can totally, Brian does a great job. Brian, my friend Brian, you know, my buddy, my buddy does a great job um, kind of justifying why he would like it so much and really selling it. And you're like, yes, I enjoyed that movie, but like, that guy knew that movie. That guy was that movie. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And it probably offered Olin something that he'd never been offered before, like this legitimate account of someone who's going through something just like he is. Glamorized, of course, for the screen. Mm-hmm. And, and done two, like, total hunks. Two total talented <laughs> hunks. <laughs> yeah, talented hunks. That's exactly right. Um, I just thought that was so cute. And it was, I mean, it was interesting to see both, like, how... He had this falling out with John because John kind of diminished his interests. And then how John eventually read the book and was like, oh, shit, it's actually really good. The grief manual, as he called it. Oh, right. And he just, that's like probably so meaningful to Olin that John was able to admit he was wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Olin and John, because that's, that's this whole episode, uh, what did you think of John, Olin's qualms with John? Like why Olin sort of broke off his relationship with John? Totally understandable. I feel like he was so patient and so understanding, but at a certain point for your own peace of mind, you just can't deal with that negativity anymore. And I think, I mean, I don't know Olin, but I feel like maybe after a long period of time, he could come back around, you know, but sadly he didn't get to. Death puts things in perspective, I guess, as I say. But I mean... Yeah, I think we've all known those people that we've just had to be like, no, I can't do this anymore. I can't be around you. Yeah, I don't think anyone could listen to that account and then blame Olin for walking away from that relationship mm-hmm. and taking a breather. Yeah. Yeah, and just saying, yeah, it would be so frustrating, too, to have this friend. I don't know. I've had that where people just complain and complain and complain. And you're yeah. just like, fucking do something about it, man. Like. I can't listen to this. Right. And like, what am I getting out of this relationship at a certain point? Yeah. You don't, you clearly don't respect me as much as I respect you. Mm -hmm. And then there's the idea that this kind of all this negativity kind of came late in their relationship and late in John's life too, like where things just seem to get worse and worse and worse. And that that led to him driving people away and becoming even more isolated. So it's a pretty... Pretty depressing roundabout from a, you know, kind of a nice story, I guess, that we get with Olin. <laughs> it's a self-feeding cycle with John. And that was like, it was helpful having the Olin piece of the puzzle to like drive that home. I need to go look at what Olin's up to. Like, let's see. Let's check out that dude's, that dude's life online. See if he's around. See if he's got like a nurse page. <laughs> hey, a preliminary Google search turned up very little, but maybe I didn't oh, spell no. his name right. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question because like... Because I, you know, there's these articles going around where they talk to different people from the show and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And, like, none of their, I mean, like, Rita is R-E-T-A, like, instead of R-I-T-A. Oh. Mm. Like, I wouldn't have searched for R-E-T-A. No. 
yeah, it's funny for how much the show is getting buzz. Um, the people at the heart of it are still kind of like insulated a little bit. I mean, reporters are going there, but it's not like you're seeing them on the morning talk shows or anything, which I like. It's kind of what I would assume they they intended. Yeah, it's also not like the first episode, first season of Serial, where it's like, oh shit, we're gonna figure this out. Although there is last week after you know we taped some other episodes. I did go and find, like, the S-Town Reddit page, like, really dug in. Someone, like, there's people taking drones up over the maze and stuff. <laughs> of course. People are yeah. nerds, but it was fascinating. <laughs> and it was a pretty good view of the maze. Yeah. Plus, like, you want to know what's up now. Like, you want to know what's going on with the, with everything on in the town. Since you know that it took place a moment two years ago. Yeah. In time that, you know, that's so much time to have passed before our understanding of the story came into it. It doesn't look like Tyler's in jail, so that's that's promising. That's great. Good for Tyler. Yeah, not yet. Good job, no. Tyler. <laughs> um, well, God, and that makes me so sad to know that there's not much about Olin online. Maybe maybe that's how he wants it. <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah. I'll just have to get on megaphone and start calling around. Wow. Yes. <laughs> that that would be journalism if you got a megaphone account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the like grinder from two thousand three. Yeah. Uh, hello, I'm looking for Mr. Olin Long. <laughs> get beeped uh, anything else you guys any other hot hot takes no mm. it doesn't seem like it um Bone one Marnie. thing that i just <laughs> i i was re-listening this morning and um i didn't appreciate this the first time around because i was just waiting for the end of the story to play out but um olin's definition of intimacy mm-hmm. is like a thesis for the whole show yeah. what is it he he talks about the definition he was given by a therapist and it was um Intimacy is sharing thoughts without the fear of judgment, Mm -hmm. sharing whatever thoughts you want with someone without the fear of that judgment. And it's almost like S-Town exists because Brian Reed was able to establish that intimacy with an entire town. And without it, would we have gotten such honest and multifaceted accounts of this person's life? Would we have had, you know, Olin or anyone else speak to, to Brian about John's life and what it meant to them. It's like he needed to establish that intimacy with 900 people <laughs> in order to make this show. And I well, just thought that was cool. It does sound like he talked to some people that he didn't put on the show. Right. So, there, so there aren't, you know, maybe he didn't establish for better or for worse. Um, but yeah, I wonder how much of that is Brian Reed, excellent reporter, and how much of that is like Woodstock, Alabama's just saying, like, fuck it, I'll talk to you. Oh, good call. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably a little bit of column A, column B, right? Yeah. How often do people come to your 900 person town? Wanting to do a national. And just want to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to hear some gossip. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for joining me on the Serial Serial. Marnie. Thank you. Julie. Thank you. This is great. Uh, I'm your host, Mara Eakin. I've been joined, as I said, by Marnie Schur and Julie Mullins. This show was produced by Stephen Holliger and by our executive director of audio, Mandana Mofidi. Our theme song is by The Hood Internet, and this episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. If you have a question you want to send us, you can email it to serialserial at avclub.com or post a tweet using the hashtag serialserial. You can find us and all the whole family of Fusion Media Group podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Panoply, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. We will see you all next week, and we will wrap up this season of Serial Serial with the last episode of S-Town. See you guys then. 